Come on, Shay, and welcome to the Old Men on the Mountain podcast, the podcast where young people tell stories they might one day tell their kids. This is episode 24. We're almost at the big 2-5. Mm, we're legal, and now we're soon going to be able to rent a car. Yes, very soon. <laughs> car renting age. Mm-hmm. 25 is that age where you feel like, well, I'm finally starting to get old. But don't tell that to anyone over 30. They'll say, fuck you. <laughs> My name's Jim Hall. I'm here with Craig Massey. It, Hi, I'm Craig. Today, it's actually his actual birthday. It is, yeah. And uh, so, congratulations. I you did still it. have that uh, that bad perspective because I'm only 29 today. <laughs> exactly. Only 29. Mm-hmm. And joining us today is Miss Dara Weinberg. Hi. She's visiting all the way from San Francisco, although you've been in LA for the whole summer pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. For three months. And I also lived here right. for like six years. She was part of the... Uh, the infamous road trip across the country. It is infamous. Mm-hmm. The the original, the Oregon Trail road trips that we had. Yes. The, the Donner Party. The Donner Party of road trips, yeah. Since we didn't we meet anybody. Got, <laughs> we all got dysentery, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was pretty Oregon Trail-y. Yeah. Jim was bitten by a snake. <laughs> yeah. Actually, speaking of birthdays, Dara gave me one of the finer birthday gifts I've received, which was a t-shirt that said, you have died of dysentery. Oh, yeah. That was a, actually a joint gift from both oh. of us. Oh, yes, well, Dara you're not Craig. welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's I, great. Pe- I wear it still. People comment on it. Everyone loves it. That was back when I liked that website. What website was Busted it? Tees. It was Busted Tees. It was Busted Tees. It was not Threadless, but Busted Tees. Oh, Busted Tees. Threadless. Anyway... How's that volume, Jim? It was the headphone volume was a little loud, so oh. I turned it down. Okay, I don't have, I don't, I haven't been afforded the opportunity to have headphones, even though it is my birthday. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. You've, you can wear them for the next segment if you'd like. Okay, cool. Okay, maybe I will. Okay, great. <laughs> Way to placate Craig on his birthday. Um, yeah, yeah, my friends. Uh, just to uh, recount what's going on with me, uh, my friends threw me a surprise birthday party last night, and it was really, really nice. And it was a really fun party. I, mm-hmm. I was part of the ruse. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, our friend Greg told me that he wanted to make me a birthday dinner. And just just me, Jim, and him, which I thought was odd. But I was like, well, it's a nice gesture, so sure. And I was and, trying to find ways to BS it. You're on Thursday night. You're like, hey, I wonder if you have a new recipe. Like, what is this? Like, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I never get to hang out there. Maybe it's just a chance for the three of us to hang out, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I bought it. <laughs> sure. Well, my favorite thing about it all was that I want to say, like, an hour after Greg sent out the email that he wanted to have the surprise dinner, you sent out the email to everybody about hanging out tonight. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I really love it when people don't know that they have a surprise party I coming. Mm-hmm. And it's a surprise. And it, and it certainly was. I was I was cranky because I hadn't eaten all day because Greg told me not to. <laughs> and I was stalling for time. Yeah, to make so, sure so that I was there. mad at Jim because I was like, why am I not over there eating? <laughs> Greg was oh. hoping you'd be cranky mm-hmm. when it happened. Yep. Yeah, well, they did well. They know how. They really know how to push my buttons, and grind my gears. Um, yeah, but it was a, a lovely surprise. So, thank you, friends. You are welcome on behalf of all your friends. I only mm-hmm. participated in the email chain as I was shooting on a music video last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could you say which video? Yeah, it was for Usher. The oh ki- wow, the, Usher, uh, the Usher. king of R and B, according to um, you know, I don't know who. Usher? Probably according to Usher. (laughs) And possibly no one else. Various reputable sources. Maybe it is PR people. Yeah. Was it fun? It was actually a lot of fun. Usher is really fun. I like Usher now. I'm going to listen to him all the time. Did you shoot the shit? Yeah. All we did was shoot the shit. Oh, yeah. I like that Usher song. When we first moved out here, it was popular. It went like, doot, 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 yeah, doot, doot. I did think of that last night. (laughs) Did you think of that song? I did. That song's awesome. That's his main hit or whatever. I, I guess, know. yeah. I mean, I, he must. I think he has a bunch. I don't know. He's the, pretty but, good. He's pretty talented. He's a great sing- dancer. He danced hard for twelve hours. So, wow, good for him. He's not. Yeah, he, he's earning his paycheck. He's not a slouch. No, what you're trying to say? Not messing around. I danced last night at my party for twelve did. hours. Mm-hmm. Did you 12 dance hours for twelve straight. hours? Glow sticks. Did you get paid tons of money <laughs> to do it? No, he did. <laughs> But it was glow sticks. That was classic Greg Brennan. He's been waiting for a chance to use those glow sticks. I think he's mm-hmm. hiding a ton of glow sticks under his bed Oh, or he has a huge box of them. Yeah. Yeah, I think he bought them because he was going to sell yeah, them. Yeah, we went to fish. He was going to sell them. And we just obviously didn't have any motivation to do that. Right. Within two hours of being there, he's like, hey, I'm not going to sell these. Mm-hmm. Every time I've seen him this summer, he's got like a pack of glow sticks. And we're all just like throwing well, he them. he bought them super cheap. It was like the box he bought was like 40 bucks. Yeah. And there was hundreds of them. 
Mm-hmm. And he's going to sell them for like a dollar a piece or something like that. So he's going to make a ton of money if he... You should do that at Fish. Well, I... yeah, it just but it involves sitting at like a corner or like a crossroads in the dirt path for hours at a time instead of having fun with your friends. <laughs> you realize like, wait a second, I'm on vacation from totally. work. Yeah, no, what I want to work money. all day. You know, just... Yeah. Well, I ended up wa- drunkenly walking home at, I don't know what time it was, midnight or one. Yeah, it wasn't even super late. Yeah. In like my <laughs> yeah. shirt, my back pockets. I realized that when I got home, I should have been mugged. Yeah, it's all right. If like, only hey. you'd been mugged mm-hmm. on your birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these glow sticks in a wobbly fashion. Yeah, yeah, down the <laughs> like, what is that in the distance? <laughs> Some sort of apparition. A drunken apparition. <laughs> At one point, this is kind of going back in a second, but Dara worked on a Metallica music video. Did I you did. ever meet Metallica? I, I didn't meet them. I only got to prep that job. Because you tried to get me on set somehow, some way. I did. Because, you know... Metallica is not my favorite band anymore, but they will always be my favorite band in a really weird way. Yeah, just like Toad the Wet Sprocket will always be <laughs> yeah, my favorite exactly. band. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kind of. Not really at all. No. Well, Weird Al always holds a place in my heart, too. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was good. We listened to Yoda last night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, put that on that mix. Tom said he made a mix for only songs that he could see me dance to, which is, a, if you know me, that's a particular thing. It's that just Peanuts a on a Loop. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, it was, that was half the CD. Yes. No, that, see, I didn't realize that was his motivation. I thought they were just songs that he knew you liked because it was a lot of the giants and things like things like that. But mm-hmm. that makes so much even more sense because some of them, like, he doesn't know this song or he doesn't have this song. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's the songs that Craig can dance to. Mm-hmm. Genius. Yep. Simple beats. That uh, simple shuffle of the uh, of the, the feet will suffice, <laughs> and that counts as a dance. Yep. It does. And a smile on your face. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, let's take a quick break here, and then we'll come back and uh, we'll let Dara tell us the story, all right? Cool. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. What we do here is tell stories, and Miss Dara Weinberg is here to do just that. It's true. I'm here to do that. Yay. Yay. Um, so I, I guess if we're going to talk about stories that we're going to tell our kids possibly someday, mm-hmm. um, something that occurred to me recently is that when I was growing up, you know how there's this thing, take your daughter to work day. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. There I is. didn't get to do that. No, cause you're not a dog. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's a small detail. However pretty you are, Jim, you are not a yeah. daughter. You're just not. Don't um, call me daughter. <laughs> Okay, anyway. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> um, so I was kind of a tossed around like bastard stepchild of um, Take Your Daughter to Work Day because initially I was scared to go to my dad's office for Take Your Daughter to Work Day because my dad is an endodontist, which sounds really scary. And it is because what an endodontist does is perform root canals and nothing but Ooh. all the live long day. That's just all he does. So um, a, a bunch of happy clients in and out. <laughs> yeah. So to me, as like a you know nine year old, all I'm picturing is like my dad standing over a screaming person all day, <laughs> every day, just like you know, like those cartoons where it's like the person has a toothache and they have like the handkerchief tied around their yeah. head and it's just like a big glowing mm-hmm. red. Ne- That's what I was picturing all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was but like, in, in actuality. Your dad is the reason why people don't have that anymore. That's totally true, mm-hmm. as I someday soon discovered. So um, initially, I was like, no way am I going to do that. So but the first year that I did Take Your Daughter to Work Day, I stayed home with my mom, Aww. who's a stay-at-home mom. And that's that was her work day. And so I did that. <laughs> that was cool. That seems to be violating the spirit of the day. It just didn't <laughs> seem right, know. you know. Hey, <laughs> being a stay-at-home mom is a full-time oh, job. Oh, I agree. Jim. It is. But you've, you've 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 experienced your mom at home. I have many many days. Yeah. This, anyway, although at that point I was only nine, so yeah, slightly less days. Sure. But still, um, that got boring for me. So the next year I went. Um, I'm actually not my aunt's daughter. I'm her niece, but I went with her to take your daughter to work day. Oh. And she um, used to work for UMDNJ, which is the uh, University of Medicine and Dentistry of New Jersey. It's a really long name and kind of unnecessarily so. Hmm. But um, so I went there and she worked um, just in an office. And that was when I learned what an office was. And I learned that I didn't want to 
hang on and off. Yeah. That just didn't seem like a fun thing for me either. And why that's not? that's probably why I, you know, seek out jobs now where I have to be in a different place every day. Yeah. Or work on Usher music videos. Yeah, like pretty that. much. Yeah. yeah instead of working in an office. Until yeah, seven o'clock yeah. in the morning. It seems like a totally mm-hmm. awesome way to spend your time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we have interjections throughout of just Yeah. I think so. I yeah. think I wish I knew more of the lyrics to be doing. That, Oh well, um, I had it on my on my iPod. I don't think I have it anymore. I bet if you oh, thought about one. it hard enough, you could come up with more lyrics than yeah. yeah. yeah something under something, down on the low key, like that. That's, that's probably. Do, 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 do. Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I don't. Ooh. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are the lyrics. Okay. <laughs> no, that's totally how it goes. I think. Anyway, so um. You were so, at a university at the office. At the right, that's that that's the one. And my aunt, um, people mistook us for sisters a lot because my aunt's a lot younger than my mom, and we kind of looked alike at the time. Um, when that, you were ten. When I was ten. Hmm. So, you know, a much younger sister, I suppose. So that was boring for me too. I didn't like that. So finally, I was like, "All right, fine, dad." Fine, Dad. Yeah. Guess I'll go Whatever. To, <laughs> guess I'll go to take your daughter to work day. So I spent most of the morning on his computer, which at the time, if you'll remember, nine years old, it was about 1991. Wow, yeah. What I mean, was solitaire of... even invented for computers nope, yet? Nope, nope. No, I mean... No, no Minesweeper? There, there were, I think there might have been like a Minesweeper-y kind of game because there was definitely something that was occupying my time for like hours. Right, right. But it was basically like staring at a blank screen with the like... You know, like C slash slash. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't even remember. Didn't How did we do anything? Prodigy. It was did terrible. Oh, this is pre that probably. It was pre Prodigy. Although I do remember. I, mean, I remember yeah. my Prodigy screen name. It was BVHK thirty six C. We've so. talked about this. I was J E C J five four C. I later had AOL. Yes. And my name is Napadu. I always thought that AOL was like the really cool thing that I was never going to get to use and. It was a jump going from Prodigy to AOL. Yeah. I was, it was like, oh. We were straight up Prodigy all the way until AIM appeared. Yeah. That's that, a whole other story. Well, that, the first that, IM, whoa. That really changed things. Blew Not my to get mind. too much into tech stuff, but that really dramatically changed things. Mm-hmm. My yeah. first IM really did blow my mind, I think. I, I, re, I remember like even just talking to random people. It was so cool just to talk with someone. My Go brother chat was talking to a girl for like months. <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. and just be kind of like, okay, You want a cyber? <laughs> <laughs> they totally, I caught him cybering one time. It was weird. You can't see it right now, but I'm making a really creeped out face. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. Um, so I was playing on the on the computer, I guess. I don't know what I was doing because it was such a primitive thing at the time. But, um, you know, just, Pong, I was probably just, Persia, I was just writing like, like oh, lots of O's and I's or <laughs> ones, ones and zeros. I guess. Yeah, binary code. You were inventing binary code. Is that, <laughs> yep. is that what you were doing? Yeah. That's why I'm in grad school for graphic design now, because initially I invented binary code and I thought I should put my skills to good use. Mm-hmm. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Lauren. Hi. Lauren Hi. just came in the, the the studio. What's up, Lauren? Hello. Hey. Past <laughs> guest, Lauren. <laughs> yeah. Any random guest noises you hear will be Lauren just do, going about her daily business. Dropping a glass. I was actually going to make a mistake. I'm, I'm, I'm not kidding. She's going to use the Uh-oh. Blender. blender. Also, any fart sounds you hear are coming from her as well. Perhaps we'll take a short break. Yeah, we'll take a break when you want to make a shake. I'll let you know How about that? that? Okay. <laughs> I think that's an Usher song. <laughs> take a break when I want to make the shake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, anyway. You were inventing binary uh, code. <laughs> so, I was inventing binary code. I totally forgot about that. So, I did that. And then I finally decided, okay, I just need to get it together. I just... It's a nine-year-old me. I need to go see what my dad does at Take Your Daughter to Work Day because, or every day. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm here. Including this day. (laughs) It was Take Your Daughter to Work Day. I felt I should probably see what he actually does instead of hanging out with his secretary all day. Right. So. However lovely and wonderful she was. She was great. She's still there. I like her a lot. Her name's Wendy. Hi, Wendy. Hi. You're never going to listen. Tell her I like her burgers. (laughs) Sorry. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think she's heard that joke before. You should tell her that joke when he's here. Craig, I mean, it's your birthday, but that doesn't mean we have to laugh at your jokes. It doesn't? Silence. Sorry. So, hey, screw you. The point <laughs> of that story is that I did um, peek into the room 
And um, what I saw was what I think was my dad sticking tons of little needles inside of this person's mouth. Ooh. This is the image I've carried with me until um, not very long ago is just... That's what a root canal is, is my dad sticks lots of needles in your teeth and everything sucks. And then I guess you feel better somehow magically. That's how it was. What actually is a root canal? Is when they go in and just drill out all the whole middle of the tooth? Or You're is... about to Oh, that's where we're out. going. Okay. <laughs> I've never been sure. I've just been sort of afraid of it. And I feel like I'm going to have to get one one of these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like something that a lot of people eventually get. I'm yeah. not looking forward to that at all. No. I think multiple in some cases. But um, actually, I don't think my dad has ever had to have a root canal. He has freakishly perfect teeth. He oh, also yeah. never had dentist. braces. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a dentist, you have to have perfect teeth. My brother just got into uh, BU Dental School yesterday, so congratulations, oh, congratulations to my brother, Eric. Hey. Nice job, Eric. Yeah. Way to go. We've all been rooting for you. <laughs> no um, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You know the drill. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I tell the story? So, Fluoride. So, anyway... <laughs> joke with fluoride in it that pink stuff you'd put in your mouth and it make the the plaque show up then i say something okay (laughs) (laughs) so anyway anyway so i carried that image with me for the next however many years until um just a month and a half ago um my very good friend from high school karima got married and congratulations to her also congratulations karima so many congratulations karima ira that one that's the one (laughs) so um i was in that wedding which was awesome so i went home for that and two days before i got on the plane i noticed i couldn't really bite down on my right hand side without it hurting a lot and i'd never experienced that before Mm. and i was like okay so the second day that it happened, which was the day before I flew, I was like, hey, dad, what do you think that is? And he was like, uh, Dara. <laughs> so, my own daughter. So, <laughs> my only daughter. I never thought this day would come. <laughs> so, <laughs> my day to shine. I've, you know, it was okay. It only really hurt when I bit down. It didn't hurt the way that I've heard my dad's patients like describe it on, right, on right. the phone, like excruciating, horrible things. So um, I flew home that night and um, I took a red eye and I guess the air pressure, like the pressure from being in a plane, well, like that high in the sky can aggravate tooth problems. Oh. So when we landed at like 7 a.m. New Jersey time, um, it was not okay anymore. (laughs) It was just not fun Mm. ever. So um, my mom picked me up from the airport and I was like, hey, so this is not okay. So we just went straight to my dad's office from there. And he was like, you know, he makes like concerned faces like it is as I feared. (laughs) You are the one. (laughs) The prophecy has come true. (laughs) So I uh, am. The elders as the ancient scrolls. (laughs) The eldest child must be given up for sacrifice. New Jersey's a crazy place. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it's totally weird. A lot of history, though. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, it's called the Garden State, although I don't, I couldn't begin to guess why. Look at the garbage garden. Yeah. No, know. that's Staten Island. Thing is, I've I've been Jersey gets a bad rap, but yeah. most parts of it are very nice. My town's beautiful. Your area's great. I've been to Princeton, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. It could be in like Conway, New Hampshire. It's the same. Oh yeah, my town thing. is very New Englandy. I've yeah. been North Conway, which I was surprised. The only difference was the sidewalks in Princeton. There's maybe the sidewalks in your town too. There's no sidewalks in Windham. Oh. It's just yeah. We have sidewalks. None. They're pretty uneven, but they're sidewalks all the same. That's right. We don't have really. Street lights, really. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. four. You got to use the high beams. But even like the busy streets, there's no like concrete sidewalk. It's just. So what you're saying is you live in the sticks. Yep. Lived amongst the sticks. Yeah. So whatever, I guess. Um, I guess you lived in the sticks. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she getting so upset? I don't know. We're supposed to have fun here. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeesh. I was going to say it's your Saturday night, but really it's Craig's Saturday night. Yeah. Tonight. So. Whatever. It's Craig Saturday all the live long day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're, you're only 29 once. Thank you. Then you're 30. That's the truth. I actually sorry. just stating facts, so yeah. I shouldn't thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> um, I actually think this year was the year that I first felt old, which was 28. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's all right. Gotta go. So, um, right. So the bottom line is that I was there at my dad's office in the morning. And he's, you know, he's all kind of like looking at x-rays and like, I don't understand. And no, no, no. Because I guess like my tooth looked cleaner 
cleaner, that's me air quoting, than um, most teeth that need root canals do. Mm. So he was sort of like, hmm, what's the deal with that? But he thinks what happened is I'm an ice cube chewer. Oh, see, I do that too. Yeah. Cautionary tale, guys. Don't chew your ice because you're going to need a root canal. And what it does is it cracks the tooth eventually. Uh. Also, if you are a um, tooth grinder, mm. which I am that's occasionally. What I do for a living. Yeah, that's all you do is a job. You're really in trouble because oh, no. that's not going to be good. You're just going to have to get one big root canal of your whole mouth one day. I come from a long line of tooth grinders. Yeah, well, it's, you know, sometimes it's time to leave the family business. Yeah. Maybe you should work in marketing. Hmm, that's interesting. Maybe I'll look into that. Think about that one. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so anyway, he's all like, you know, puzzling over the x-rays. And finally, he's like, okay, what I'm going to have to do is give you a partial root canal tonight. And then you're, we're going to have to finish it up a couple of days later once it's healed. Which means that you're not going to be able to go home for another week after you were initially going to go home, which was just going to be, I was just going to be there for the weekend. So I was like, are you trying to keep me in New Jersey? Yeah, come on, come on, dad. But, um, <laughs> yes. And the answer was yes. Um, so You're my baby girl. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to drill into your tooth. <laughs> so you stay here next week. So, um, as it happened, um, I had to go to the regular dentist as well. I just had an appointment. So he did like a little bit of, work on me in the morning then i had to go to the regular dentist which sucked also and then that night my dad after all of his like little helper people had left because that's the only time he had to do it he gave me a partial root canal all by himself which is like the first time he's had to do that in like a very long time so there's the stress yeah. there's the stress of doing this on your child there's doing it without any assistance and as he's doing it, he's like wow i really take my assistance for granted. This is pretty unbelievable. But he, I mean, like, if you guys ever need a root canal, I think you should fly to New Jersey and go to my dad because it will still cost less than a root canal usually does, and he's really awesome. Oh. So the whole point of the story was actually just to promote my dad. Yeah. Um, so we did that, and, you know, while he was doing it, like, I kind of got a little emotional. I was like, wow, this is what you do every day. You just make people feel better every day. And what it is, is he doesn't stick needles in your mouth. What he's actually doing, this is even creepier maybe, is he's putting these things into your tooth that extract the nerves out. Oh. And some teeth, like the ones in the front, only have one nerve. But the ones in the back, which is the one that I had to do, have four nerves. So I oh. had to have them all out. Because the reason you need a root canal is because your nerve died. Oh, so it hurts more because it's dead. Yeah, it's dying. Dying. Okay. Yeah. So you remove the, the things and then you do whatever you do to it. And then um, I don't know what he did the second time, but um, he completed it. And then he had somebody else give me a filling. Anyway, bottom line was I figured out what it was that my dad did. And I think that it's really nice to pay attention to what your parents do for a living because it's um you know i took that for granted my whole life he was doing this really amazing thing like 30 times a day right right every day you know it's pretty pretty cool stuff that is cool that's yeah. the truth does the actual procedure hurt or is it more like maybe? no that's the other thing is my dad's really good at um the novocaine thing uh -huh. he kind of like gives you a numbing thing before he even puts the needle in so you don't even feel a needle of mm. the novocaine oh, they put that little gel on your, mm -hmm. on your gums yeah yeah it was pretty all right so it didn't really hurt at all and i got to stay an extra week and hang out with my baby cousin let's see well, buffy great. the dog it calls me dawa <laughs> so yeah it was all good you shouldn't let her say it wrong no it's a him you shouldn't let him say it i'm wrong. really offended right now i didn't uh Tawa, will you, <laughs> will you forgive me, Tawa? No, Jim. Oh. I won't, and neither will God. Oh. Jesus, she wow. knows. She knows Jim, too. She's All got, my secrets are being revealed. She's got a direct line up to that guy. I'm a chosen person. And you know what? Right, she's one of the chosen. She's one of the, the tribe pissed. of 12,000. Mm -hmm. The tribe. Mm -hmm. I'm a member of the tribe. Makes me sound very, um. I don't know. I don't know what. Tribal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what that tattoo means. I got a Costco cad. <laughs> oh, you're a member of that. Mine's expired. That tribe. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say one time I got a cavity drilled without any Novocaine. Why? Because the dentist was like, it's really shallow. 
So it's not going to hurt that much. No. And then you won't have like the numb mouth for the no. rest of the day. And my dad had done that one time. So I was like, eh, maybe I'll do it. Why not? What's the, how, how bad could it be? And it, honestly, it only got that, you know, that awful drill feeling. It only almost happened like twice. You could feel like, like I started like clenching the seat like, oh my God, it's going to hurt really bad. But it never got to that point. It just like, it was more the sound was bad because it was knowing that there's no Novocaine in there. It was like even one little, it's going to be terrible, but Going it never was bad. I did it. It's not fun. Yeah. Not the funnest at all. My brother did that same thing with it because he was afraid of the needle. Oh, and it wasn't because of the I needle. I had a cavity yeah, the yeah. same, same uh, time. And uh, I was like, no, give me, give me that needle. I, I oh, yeah. some Novocaine. And then, so then the assistant came to me and she was like, your older brother didn't get any Novocaine. Like, Why oh, can't whatever. you be more like your older brother? Craig? I know. And then <laughs> his so, loss. So then I was talking to him. I was like, "So you didn't get any Novocaine?" Huh? He's like, "Yeah, I was scared of the needle." He's like, "It hurt pretty bad, huh?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, it hurt like a bastard. It was horrible." I'm <laughs> yeah, like, I'd rather be numb really for a week. Yeah, the needle isn't even anything. Yeah, no, it wasn't the fear of the needle. It was literally I'd gotten plenty of dental work, and he's just kind of like, you know, you just won't have that numb feeling, and you're probably not going to hurt. He's like, I can't guarantee you won't feel anything, but it's probably going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And it was. It actually worked out, but. Yeah, root canals are different. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, that's get the Novocaine. Yeah, yeah I think so. Hell, I got teeth removed. Or they put me to sleep for Christ's sake. That's fun too. It's great. I've always kind of hoped they would do that for me, and they never have. Mm, yeah, it, well, when I was younger, they, maybe they just did more because I was so little. They were afraid I was just gonna freak out. Yeah, it was I definitely. Thought... I had some teeth removed before I got braces because like my teeth weren't falling out fast enough. I did too. I had to have eight removed. Yeah, no, at I had once. at one point I had like like six or eight or something like that at the same time all taken out, and it was like. They just put me to, they put the gas on and just put me to sleep. And I woke up and it was over. It's like, huh? Like one of those, like, like whoa. Super weird. Gym after death. This was because my dad, <laughs> yeah. in his infinite wisdom, gave my brother and I fluoride drops as children. So our teeth, baby teeth, just like wouldn't fall out. Oh, weird. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought that would happen. Yeah, but we did not have cavities. I still haven't had a cavity. I've had That's a root amazing. canal. Yeah. I've had some cavities, and I, I haven't been to the dentist in a while, and I feel like I'm going to have some cavities next time I go. And so it makes me more afraid to go to the dentist, mm-hmm. which therefore makes me not go and then be more likely to have cavities. It's, it's yeah, a vicious, it's terrible just cycle. To go. This is turning um, into a terrifying yeah, I, and depressing podcast. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, this is a great uh, topic. Thank <laughs> I'm really you, I'm glad Dara. I brought this up. <laughs> All right. Well, let's take a quick little break, and then we'll come back with something. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's going to be more enlightening but, or more fun, but it'll be just as interesting mm-hmm. and just as compelling. I promise that. That's a Craig Massey guarantee. You're not telling the story. I know. I just believe in you, Joe. Oh, oh, thank you. Yeah, welcome. That's great. This is sweet. Oh, quiet, Weinberg. Okay. <laughs> Stay out of this. This is yeah. a moment for us. <laughs> I'm just sitting here with a microphone. Sorry, that was rude. That's all right. Jim just burped, and now he's going to tell us a story. Oh, don't try, do it. I don't to do, do it. it. <laughs> it's fun to burp in microphones. You don't <laughs> agree? It? Is it? No, I hope one day to stand up and fart into one. <laughs> but, I mean, that'll take some planning. You better buy that microphone first, motherfucker. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> don't be farting in my mic. <laughs> People's mouths go on there. I'll fart in my own personal mic. Okay. And I'll, Good. I will, I will de-louse it after that. Okay. Well, I'm going to tell... Also, Dara Weinberg is here, very, very upset about this And after this break, the beginning of Jim's This has story. gone from depressing to gross. Isn't it funny to think about there was a point in time where the three of us all lived in the same apartment building? It is They're weird. The same, Crazy. The same, like, 100 square foot like, space <laughs> <laughs> with a tiny little TV that I now have next to my bed, which was the living room mm-hmm. television. Yep. Back then, it was only a PlayStation 2. Now you've upgraded to a PlayStation 3, Jimmy. Correct. We did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we finally did it. Does anybody still have that couch? Do you guys still have this? Um, the one with the blue wrapping is one of the original couches. It actually is the original couch. That was the pullout couch. No, we never had a pullout. Oh, that wasn't a pullout? No. Oh, you had We a had a futon. That's, futon. that's long gone. I don't know what the hell happened to that. It's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. Good old Burbank. Four hundred and fifty bucks a month. Stop! That's gonna make me cry. Yeah, what was the rent? It was. A, I think it was. I think it was fourteen hundred dollars a month for a three bedroom, two bathroom apartment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's part Burbank, part two thousand four. Mm-hmm. But that was you know? at the height of the housing bubble. That's true. Anyway, this this story actually <laughs> takes place right around that era. Actually, it's about the first job that I ever got in L.A. Oh, not counting my 
internship experience, which I guess that would be another thing to talk about some other day. Is I used it to also the same the first job that I ever had in LA. No, this is actually pre that oh. job. This is a job that I did for one night and I <laughs> and quit. This is in, incidentally this, this yeah. is the last job that I ever quit. I've left I've left shows to go to other shows, but amicably. In the, you know what I mean? So it's not the same thing. It's not like they not screw like, you. I quit. quit. Yeah, I'm working with the same people and I'm working with them again in six months kind of stuff. But anyway, this job, I was, I had been, I graduated college. I was living in LA with Craig and Josh. And it's like, I don't know, a month and a half later, still don't have a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm yeah, starting I to this. kind of freak out. Like I was actually getting really legitimately depressed about it. Yeah. Like and having Josh, Josh panic got attacks. the job within a couple weeks. Yeah, well, he got, I got a job within maybe a few or a month. Yeah, and it was like three weeks later. I'm still don't have a job, and like, you know, I remember even like talking to my mom on the phone. Like I almost having like panic attacks about it. You're like, oh, what am I gonna do? Like, mm-hmm. like holy shit! Like, did I make a big mistake? Like, why? Like, you know, what am I doing here? And like, yeah, but you know, anyway, I see. I don't even know how I heard about this job. It might have been some online thing or one of the UTA jobs. Mm-hmm. But UTA I, job list for people who don't know what that yeah. is. It's like the list that. LA has of jobs like assistant level jobs and then we up to like director but yeah well mostly, it's weird but it's like a very like supposedly exclusive list but yeah. anyone can get but it we were all on it we were all on as it. college graduates well it's yeah. weird too because there's no middle ground there's there's jobs at the top of the list no they're Mexicans looking, they're looking for that list yeah, no oh god no yeah I almost just spit out my beer <laughs> they wouldn't know how to read it anyway equipment. be careful <laughs> But like you know, like you ever notice at the top of the list is all like executives. Like we're looking for like executive producer of digital entertainment at Sony or whatever. And then the next section is we're looking for the assistant to the shitty travel secretary. It's like you know, there's nothing in between. Either mm-hmm. yep. PAs or PAs or boss. Like in the, I don't I don't understand that. Yeah. But um, however it was, I it it was this company called Acme Filmworks. And they were making at the time the show the Drew Carey Green Screen Show. I don't know if Whoa. you remember this. It, it didn't. La- I don't even know if it ever aired. And if it did, I think it did air, but it was not successful. But basically, the premise of this show it was like the Whose Line Is It Anyway style of improv, except they had animators who go in and then animate cartoons around them on what they were acting out. Oh wow, that seems super expensive for like a show. Like probably very expensive. <laughs> But uh, time-consuming. Part of that process. Improv jokes. Actually, no. I I got to go back. I guess this was at the first. I did work one day at this place before I did the job I'm going to talk about. I was a runner for one day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's what that was my first job. And that I'll, was the I'll, first. I'll talk about that yeah. once uh, once you finish this boring right. story. So these they hired me for this. I was the thank you. <laughs> I, they they <laughs> originally <laughs> waiting for you yeah, to yeah. catch up. I came in to fill in. Because like somebody was out, so they needed an extra runner. So like, that was my first job, and honestly, it was a tough job for me because I have a terrible sense of direction. Oh yeah, and my my whole job was driving around. I'm like, I don't know how to get anywhere. <laughs> it was like, yeah. really, like, really bad. You're like, very, you get you get nervous. I or? didn't have a Thomas guide. I didn't even have a computer to sit down at to get directions. I just was getting directions Thomas from guide. people telling me like, oh yeah, take a ride on Melrose, and eventually you see. I I think the streets Lexington or whatever. It was like. Like my worst nightmare come to life. <laughs> yeah. Or like, go north on Melrose. What does that mean? Yeah, I yeah. didn't know what that meant. Yeah, it, it takes a little while to get to know. Like, But I do. Like, I When I give people directions, I'm like, well, it's on the east side of the street. No, I do now. Yeah. I do now. Yeah. That's because we've conformed to LA. I had to make the breakthrough yeah. of actually seeing the city as a grid and understanding yeah. what, you know, it took me a long time. I'm not good at that. The mountains are north. Right, exactly. For um, the most part. For the most part, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, well, so this, I did that job one day. Then after they're like... Like, well, we have, I'm like, do you have any other work? Because I'm just, you know, one day I work's nice, but I'm dying to, you know, actually get yeah. something going here and not just living off my parents' donations, basically. A million dollars okay, but how about a billion? <laughs> Listen, I'm paying $400 a month for rent, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need to That shit adds cash. up. <laughs> yeah. How uh, much two-buck chuck can I buy with <laughs> no money? Right. No two-buck no. chuck, all right? But if you paid me $100, I could, I could buy, buy 50, 50 bottles. bottles. Well, give it takes and tax. Well, yeah, before tax. <laughs> anyway, so like they're like, oh, well, for this Drew Carey show, we have a job called pegging and registering. It's a night job. Would you like to do it? And it's like, well, yeah, I guess. I, I don't know. I don't know even know what it is, but sure. I remember this now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get there, and I find out what the job is is for every frame of video that they took for like the actor in the front of the green screen, 
I had a, a a printout version of that, like a black and white photocopy of like the, per, the outline of the person's body, and there were four or five little X's on the printout of like to kind of show how the 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 frame is aligned, and then I had a light board with like a template and another thing that had like where those five things are supposed to go, and I had to physically take each piece of paper and perfectly line it up, and then put a little piece of tape to like hold it in place. It's like the dark ages. Ugh. Yeah, so and it took this all, was before computers. <laughs> well, this is like 1991. Yeah, he didn't even have a Thomas guy. Oh, you know what? It, it yeah, <laughs> God, yeah. Was, so I hated the Thomas guys. Yeah, they're, well, they're nice, but now there's no need. Now we get my little iPhone. I just look at the map. Mm, I don't tiny. Need, mm-hmm. There's an app for that. Yeah, I have a GPS Google. because Verizon doesn't have iPhones. No, but that's another story yeah, for yeah, another yeah. day. We got the sun in your eyes. There's a cap for that. <laughs> <laughs> So I started doing the job. In, Don't breathe on that. <laughs> it, these are my microphones. Not, <laughs> not on that. On. This, this is Jim's time. Yeah, this I'm ceding the rest of Daryl Weinberg's time to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I even here? <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so anyway, at first the job wasn't that bad. And I mean at first, the first, I don't know, 90 minutes or so. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, I had my... Believe it or not, I had my little disc man CD mm-hmm. player. Oh, disc man. Listen to some, you had my CD wallet with me. Oh, that's so cute. This is post I, um, iPods, but I had had my iPod stolen in a previous podcast getting mugged, so I didn't have an iPod. <laughs> During the podcast. It was well, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back into our archives. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I, I did have an iPod at this point, but I, I, had, I had had one, but I didn't mm-hmm. anymore. Anyway. So, you know, I'm listening to music, probably listening to Metallica or whatever, just like, you know, just doing the job slowly but surely. And I'm just like, even after like an hour and a half, I was like starting to get bored out of my mind. And it's actually even like my hands were getting tired and stuff. And it was like my back started getting really sore because I was like leaning forward. Like, and it was like really precise. Like I had a couple I handed in and they they bounced them back to me. Like, no, it's a little off. And we're talking like millimeters. You know, it's like not really like it had to be like exact. And you're doing it like three in the morning. Well, at this point, this is like nine at night, probably. I think I went in at seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. So basically, Ugh. as this is going, I'm starting to freak out. At the time, I was a smoker. So I was going to have a cigarette every like 15 minutes. Like, I, was like, I just couldn't. I was starting to be like, what the hell am I doing? I have a college education. Like, why am I doing this? Something you could literally have like a 12 year old do if you taught him. If they, you know, mm-hmm. just like do this, put tape here. You know, it's really mm-hmm. easy. Even a caveman could do it. <laughs> literally, even a caveman. I know that's racist and offensive. But those cavemen can do it. I there's got to be a better way. Yeah, there's got to be. So as I'm sitting there starting to freak out, like I don't know what to do. And then I get a call from an acquaintance of ours, Asterios Kokonos. Mm-hmm. This is like, sure. it, like, Asterios. Comics on comics if you, if yeah. you haven't seen it. It's it actually is pretty good. Yeah. Um, at the time... President Baby, also, we want to check that out. <laughs> yeah. It's really, it's funny. It's funny. He's a funny guy. Go for Asterios. Um, at the time, he was working as a transcriber at Fremantle. And he called me at like 10 o'clock that night as I'm in the middle of hell on this job. Like, thinking, like, what should I do? Like, I, I, like, I was already like contemplating like my Suicide? career. No, no, no. But, like, <laughs> like, like, did I make a mistake? Should I just Dare go back off. east? Like, and he's, <laughs> I did contemplate that. Later. Thank you very much. For yeah. We've dark. taken years to get past that. <laughs> it just, just took just us to a really dark up. place. I'm really sorry. Style <laughs> back. Okay, okay, Jim's freaking out. We're going to have to take a break. <laughs> it, goes to, it goes to black like, dude. <laughs> this is only a test. All right. Oh, my God. So anyway, Asterios calls me. It's like the perfect time. He had been transcribing. And... He was like, hey, so I just got a job, just now got offered to a job at Mad TV to be a researcher, and I have this transcribing job, and I saw you at a party a week ago, and you had mentioned that you were looking for work. So is that something you might be interested in? I was like, whoa, really? Like, it was like... You know what I call that? Networking. Yeah. It really, I mean, really, really is. your connections. It, yeah. And uh, so, like, I actually called his boss at the time, this guy, Alex Shelby, who's become one of my really good friends. Great guy. Probably like 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, uh, so I just got a call from Asterios. He said to just call you now. And he's like, I'm interested in the job, I think. And he's like, well, can you start on Monday? And this is like a Thursday or something. And like, yeah, I guess so. So like I hung up the phone that I'm sitting there looking at like the, the work I had to do. And I was just like, all right, fuck it. I just wrote a little note that like, 
this light board's giving me a migraine headache. I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And went home. Like I worked there for like three hours. Then I actually wow. had to go in. They, they and this is like to their credit, they made me go in to get my check. Like I had to do it in person, just to like the walk of shame. Yeah, that's like breaking up with your girlfriend on yeah. post it. It's mm-hmm. true. But at that, that point, does work, by the way. It, do, it does do work. That. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that gave, episode of Sex in the City. <laughs> I got paid for like three hours of work and it was like nothing. But I was so happy because like I knew I had this job. And granted, the transcribing job, which was your first job in LA, was it not? It sure was. Mm-hmm. I think it, most of our friends did it at one point yeah. or another. It I wasn't it the best job in the months. world. Most of us did it all at the same time, though, which was way fun because I wasn't a smoker, but I went on the cigarette breaks with them and it was yeah. just like, woohoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was an era where it was like, the three of us and like Jamie was there mm-hmm. and it was like really weird. It was like, it's so many friends. It was just like the Jamie Luke, was there. Lucas she did was it for like it a week. Home. Um, wow. Yeah, Greg did it for a little Greg while. Did it. There was this point where we were all like sort of just sitting at like desks next to each other. And I just like looked right. around and was like, what you, is this saved by the bell? What are we <laughs> no. doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Even Carol and Eric did it. Yeah. And like, uh, but anyway, so like that job wasn't much better, but compared, I mean, it was much better. That yeah. job, honestly, the job. Yeah. I explained the job. Well, transcribing is basically for reality TV. Blogging. In, yeah, they call it. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, we actually did true transcribing. Some shows they only log. We're like basically for almost every reality show, they'll have somebody watch the tapes and type out what happens on the tape with time code and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like I've, oh, I've, the dialogue, we have to get. Well, it, that's you know, transcribing. Usually, oh. yeah, they we went. Did the they went way further at Fremantle than most places I've worked at. Usually, they don't log anything at all anymore. Mm-hmm. But usually, if it's logged, it'll just be like. At 11 minutes, they start talking about baseball or something. It'll be like really vague. So you have to go in and watch it. Mm-hmm. With this stuff, we were literally going in for this entire show. It was How Clean Is Your House? With literally, Aggie Kim and, and Kim. Kim. Uh, yeah. Kim these, Woodward and Aggie McKenzie. These really weird, British old ladies. That's an Irish accent. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not. A, yeah. No, you know, I think Aggie was Irish actually, wasn't she? Yeah, um, Scottish or something. But yeah, yeah. I, because they were Irish and British, it was like really, you have really to, like, hard. Play it for half a second and be like, "What did she say?" And like rewind it again and again. And it was almost like being too, an editor. It's too messy. Oh no! Oh, oh that's Australian. <laughs> oh, that's a lot of mold. That's not. Yeah. Oh, you Judas. Yeah, I'm trying. To, oh, you Judas. <laughs> the best thing she ever said. But the, the weird thing is, and think about this too. Look up how clean is your house. It, it was amazing. all mm-hmm. it was all super imprecise because we're like on Microsoft Word typing what we hear, and we're transcribing off VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. So every time, basically, you got into the motion where like you press pause, rewind for two seconds, press play again, so you can kind of like pick up where you left off, and just doing that ten hours a day. Mm-hmm. typing just like and like everyone was like well how do you do it I'm like you literally type what you what you hear yeah but let's mm-hmm. not kid ourselves we took a lot of breaks right but we yeah, got that too you can't do that you lose your mind yeah and and like there were certain people who would be on the tapes that you would like better who could like knew how to speak in complete sentences right right like right i feel like maybe jim would be a better person to transcribe than i would because sometimes like i'm informally talking i wouldn't speak in complete sentences yeah it makes you not realize how much like you don't necessarily talk in complete sentences or mm-hmm. make complete thoughts now we're trying to do that as we were doing and now, it yeah now. and that was kind of weird actually it was also kind of an interesting whoa, 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 ins- i'm busy sorry <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was an interesting insight into reality tv because um you know we already knew this but like it would be like you know the producer or whatever being like in an interview, so don't you think that um, so and so is totally trying to sabotage you by <laughs> right, you know right, yeah. planting like, mold in your living room? Yeah, like yes, I think they're trying to sabotage me. And yeah. they're like, hey, perfect soundbite. I think yes, they're trying secret, to sabotage yeah. me because yeah, you nah, use nah. the words you you ask the question in the form of an answer with yeah. what you want them to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't you think it's really unfair that Kim pointed <laughs> out your toilet was gross? Like, yeah. I think it was really unfair yeah. actually. <laughs> or like, or they'd say yes and they be like no say i think it's really un. just say it do yeah. it well yeah and that, who says and, there's no writers in reality tv oh we write it but yeah so i guess the point of that story was that it is who you know i guess this is another I, we can save it for lessons but you, it, it, to connect last week and this week if you have a crappy job just leave it mm-hmm. it's like just don't you know unless like you need the money to like feed your kids or something and nothing you can do like or feed yourself. Or, so what this right. really means is don't have kids until yeah, you like yeah. your job. Until you like your job. Believe me. You know, that sounds like a joke, but I think that's what everybody that lives in LA is on that mindset of. Just just don't have kids till you like what you do and you yeah. have a lot of money. Like it, 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 mm-hmm. Everyone's life is going to be a lot easier that way if you just do that. Mm-hmm. 
It's true. Yeah. Yep. That was it. And now you've uh, you you're gonna be doing maybe you still do work for Fremantle, but now I don't work for Fremantle. Um, but I will be again. Yeah, every once in a while. Yeah, I mean you'll be doing work for them. But as an editor now. Yeah, worked his way up to editor. So you never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, that's the thing. And the other yes, the other thing is yeah, you even do something lowly as transcribing, and you can work your way all the way up. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but a lot of the transcribers I've do seen that. don't really end up doing anything else at the company. They usually just kind of move on or quit. Like I was one of the few that hung around mm-hmm. long enough. Probably hung around too long. I transcribed for like nine months. It was like a really long time to do that job. Yeah, I was that's out what of happens there. when you don't have any other options. Yeah, well, I didn't. I did no other choice. You know, I was like comfortable enough, but I, I was. But it also, it's what happens when you speak up. Like I went to Zach, who's the, well, he's now the director, like a director, executive director of post production. Mm-hmm. At the time, he was just a, a post supervisor, and I was like, Zach, I'm losing my mind. Like I need, I need, I need to do something else. Like I really, I can't. And he's like, if you stick it out for another month and a half, I can bring you on as a post PA. And it's like, oh, thank God! It was like it was the greatest mm-hmm. moment ever. And I even I got less money to be the PA than I was to be the transcriber. Wow! But it was like I, it was still the best day ever. And that job was awesome. It was just hanging out, organizing tapes, driving around. Like, yeah, it's great. Oh, I love that. Was my first job. I was a runner at uh, a company called Von Zerner Certner Von nope. Zernack Certner Films. <laughs> Try again. Uh, and yeah, they did uh, movies like like. You know, like Lifetime movies for CBS or Lifetime. Or, Hurricane. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Exclamation. <laughs> yeah, I think, but I think they still, they changed that and they made another one of those. Or, That's my like daughter's a tornado boy. Or, yeah, or Category 6, that Day was of it. Destruction. <laughs> That's like my one IMDb credit and it's in the German IMDb. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, but I was just a runner on that and it was great. I would just listen to audiobooks and, and, uh, listen to music and drive around, got to know the city, got to know what was East, West, North, South. And yeah, it was good. Got a nice, uh, tan on my left arm. Yeah. I, I really, you know, in <laughs> a lot of a ways, bunch of cigarettes. <laughs> I didn't really, I took for granted kind of how awesome being a runner was. Like by the time it was over, I was sick of it. Mm-hmm. But like at the time, even thinking back, like one of the, um, one of our PAs on, the show I'm on now was complaining that she might have to start doing runs. And I was like, yeah, but it's great though. Cause you just get out of the office for like two hours and just do whatever you, you know, mm-hmm. not whatever you want, but you're yeah. just like, no one's breathing down your neck. Just listen to the radio, whether it's like CDs or NPR or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just driving around. Like it's really relaxing. It, it, you know, I, I, I didn't take, I took that for granted at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. man. I was the first getting in, in to know NPR who didn't listen to it back East. And yeah. it was during the, the of uh, the Bush uh, Kerry uh, election, the oh, election yeah, of yeah. Oh, 2004. Oh my God! And what listen to the Red Sox play, getting up through through the series. Yep, it's great. Good times. Yeah, um, I'm in grad school now, but I was a wardrobe stylist here for six years. And when I first started out, um, my next job after logging was um, I started you know, assisting a wardrobe stylist. And, you know, when you're bottom of the barrel in the wardrobe world, you're kind of also a runner. You're like doing returns and you have tons of clothes in your car and you have to buy a big SUV, even though you really don't want one. And yeah, I I don't really have that opportunity anymore to just sort of drive and be in your own head and kind of be thinking about things. It's a nice, it's a nice thing. And you'll bitch about it while you're doing it because you want to be doing something better, you know, because at the same time on a show, the PA... But you'll the get there. Thing. Mm-hmm. But, LA's weird like that. You'll just get there. You just yeah. have to be patient yeah. and work hard. Yeah. I see. I remember like I knew my my first job had an endpoint. It ended up ending like three months after they initially said. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this for now. And if something else pops up, I'll leave. But like I I never hated that job. I I never even thought I was like this. I'll just enjoy this for what it is, and then I'll go to the next thing. I loved that driving. It's good. Yeah, then I went nice. on to a really other great job that I can go into. Yeah, we'll talk about time. that some other yeah. time. Yeah, <laughs> dun, 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 dun. a lot of yeah. stories. Then. <laughs> yeah, get into that dark place. Wexler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to use the name. Oh no. Oh come on, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah, we'll get into that in another another episode. I've actually never worked on a if show. You've got that two hours actually... of me complaining. If that's what you want to yeah. hear, then we'll do it. <laughs> Sorry, Jimmy. What? Did... No, no, no. I was going to say like Wexler is they're a uh, a rental company in L.A. and I I've never worked on a show that actually enjoyed working with them so. There you go. Mm-hmm. It's not your fault. You are you are on the the back end of it. But we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, that was pretty nuts. So stay tuned for that delicious morsel. Lost his mind. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's never let, did find that mind. Let let's we'll find it. Takes all kinds, I guess. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Someone drank all the giggle juice. <laughs> Suppose. All right. Let's take a quick break and then we'll bring this baby home. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. We're gonna knock it out of the park. 
we already did. <laughs> then someone's going to take the ball in the stands and throw it back on the field. Oh, <laughs> yeah, <they> probably <laughs> That's will. probably what just happened. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, we're back. What did we learn today, kids? Hmm. Well, we learned that it's always good to keep track of what your dad does. Respect your dad. Right? <laughs> you respect your father. Unless your dad's a murderer. Or it's good to... Then you got to take careful notes. <laughs> you know, keep yourself informed about, you know, the people in your life because... They could be doing really amazing things, and you just haven't quite wrapped your head around it yet. So it's always a nice discovery. Mm-hmm. Also, dentistry is scary. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, that, that it's a subject that makes me very uncomfortable. Me too. I'm glad my brother, my dad, my uncle, and probably seven other family members do it, but not me. We're a dentist family. <laughs> mm-hmm. What they do. A family of dentists. What else did we learn? What, Plus well, me. I learned that Hollywood really is all who you know. And that's actually one of the big lessons I... You know, you always hear that phrase, oh, it's a, it's who you know, that's all it is. But you always think that it's going to be... You have to be connected. Or like, your dad must have to know yeah. people. Really, it's literally, in general, who you know. Like, I got that job because of a guy I know from school mm-hmm. that knew... You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, but that, that, that knew that you weren't a total idiot, that you weren't right, a, you right. know, a screw-up. And, you know, like, it, it is about what you do, but also... You know, you get that that luck factor, and major part of that is who you know. Right. I mean, even who you've met who you ran. Yeah, or who you've worked with that you didn't screw up, so they remember. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I've like moved up in jobs. So it's like, oh, okay, we like you. You know, it's like you didn't screw up. Can we trust you with this? I hope so. You know, it's like that kind of. Th- For the record, on this Usher music video, when I walked into production um, the day before we shot, the entire room was emerson graduates wow and they were all under the age of 30 in fact the producer graduated in 08 wow yeah so it really might be all who you know i.e go to emerson college if you want well, to that's live the in thing. i mean that really actually does help i mean as much as like people joke about it like there really are emerson people everywhere yeah and it really does help i mean i I don't even think it's the fact like, oh, they're going to hire you because you went there. It's because like, there's a good chance that you know somebody or know somebody who knows somebody that is hiring. They're not people that are famous or anything. It's just like, oh, you know that guy Paul that we were hanging out with? He's actually producing a video and he's actually looking for somebody. And it's like that kind mm-hmm. of stuff happens because like, you just know people that are doing mm-hmm. it. And no one wants to read resumes. They don't want to like – they'd rather be like, hey, this guy's good. Hire him and be like, okay, great, as opposed to – you know interviewing people and looking at like what is this credits like it's, it's, everyone inflates that it's all bullshit anyway it's not like it's real mm-hmm. yeah that's, for, that's definitely the truth yeah and i even now i don't i'm maybe i've been mentioned mentioned this before in the podcast but i don't even know if i would get into emerson nowadays i found out our senior year that my grades in high school weren't good enough at that point to get in at that mm-hmm. point like it actually the, the bar raised and i wouldn't have made it Oh, We're yeah, just riding they, that wave. I don't know what's happening with the SATs now. I don't know if it's still that's still it's, like, yeah. It's not sixteen hundred points anymore. Thing, it's like twenty four hundred now or something. It's a different scale. It's, it's all weird. evolving. That's inflated. Yeah, super inflated. But bottom line is that at Emerson, like after we left, they started to like base it more on your grades and your SAT scores than on your like artistic prowess, which mm-hmm. always. You mean my essay that I ended with? Uh, there'd be a lot of uh, disappointed ladies if you didn't let me into the <laughs> school. Wouldn't have got, wouldn't have flown. I never saw such things. I ended that with a also an anim- or not an animated, just a smiley face at wow. the end, and I got in. That's some balls. I didn't have, I didn't do that. So that's just a look mm-hmm. into well, the well, admissions. I three nine eight grade point average at Keene probably helped. I'm gonna too. say I, like the fact that you were coming from another college probably changed it because you're not you know it's like okay. This kid was in college and got very good grades. So it's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure it's fine. Little do they know that Keen is a joke. That's really, what the admissions room and everything I'm sure you tried, like. though, right? It's not like you couldn't. No, yeah. yeah, I tried, but I just wasn't learning a lot. Keen is, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't want to say it's a joke. A lot yeah, that's of people true. Went that's, there that's not fair. That's not fair. People, My parents both went there, you know, yeah. I, but it didn't work for me. Look at, at him backpedal. I know. Well, I just, I'm well, just, there's, there were many other people learning many and studying many other different things at Keen other than. The things that I was I will studying. rephrase it. If you're going to be a <laughs> teacher... program was lacking. Yeah. If you want to be a teacher or something like that, yeah. it's a great school 
if you want to be a filmmaker, it's a joke. Like, there's no reason to go there. Like, it, it, it mm-hmm. it's just you're just wasting your time. Yeah. If you're not wasting your time getting a film degree at even a reputable school, you're definitely yeah, wasting yeah. If your you time. Really want to do a film, be a filmmaker. You probably don't even want to go to film school either. Yeah, just just get a job. Although it's fun. <laughs> oh yeah, it's super fun. Oh, I loved it. Was mostly yeah. just fun. I loved it. Yeah. Good time. I well, wasn't a film major though. So it was funny know. though at the time, like talking Costumes. to people. Costumes. <laughs> yeah, she studied the costumes. <laughs> she like all the frilly costumes and stuff, right? She made the drawings. Yeah, the drawings. <laughs> yeah, she had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. Well, do you guys <laughs> ever have the experience of like when you're, it's like midterm time and you're talking on Instant Messenger to like friends at BC or BU or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like freaking out and all this work and like, what are you doing? And it's like, eh, I'm just cutting this film and working on it. That's yeah. about it. Um, <laughs> like, okay. It's, it's kind of like not. A... I'm in grad school now, and I don't know if it's just because Emerson was such a joke in terms of scholastic like aptitude or whatever but grad school is real intense i like yeah i can imagine you know it's it's school it is you don't have time for anything else kind of thing so it's either emerson was a joke or grad school is a step above and beyond so i think it's a little bit i think it's both i think you basically took two steps forward instead of one (laughs) that's kind of what happened I mean, and also college at any sort of degree, at least in just getting your, your first degree, you know, not grad school or, or whatever else above that. It's like, kind of like build, building yourself as a person rather than more academic. I yeah, agree. socialization. Both. And once you get past, once you realize that, you know, learn how to not be an asshole, then you actually got to learn something if you choose to go to grad school. There's a I class agree. for that, right? <laughs> There's an app for that. Right. <laughs> Well, you know, it makes sense too. And at the same time, as much I mean, I I liked going to Emerson. I don't regret it. And you know, as much as we're saying it's a joke or whatever, really, at the end of the day, what's college for? It's to prepare you for life, prepare you for the job you want to have, and try to give you a good chance of being successful. It's Look like, at all our friends. Yeah. Well, like, I went to a school where everyone doing the same thing. Now I'm in L.A. I have a good job. It all worked out. So like, how can I be? I can't be mad about it. You know. Mm-hmm. I just didn't take chemistry classes. That's I'm a little all. mad about it. Oh. He's mad. What? I mean, are you mad about it? Should we talk through this? No, I'm not really mad about it. Oh, I like Emerson lying. College. Okay, well that's good. Then. It was fun. I'm glad we can all. I had agree. a fun time. I like Boston. Yeah, me too. I miss it. I met you guys. Beantown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you met me on the road trip out here. That's not true. <laughs> I met you guys at um. There was a party oh, at, at, at no, Pratt Rats. That, well, I did meet you there, but I don't remember you from there. Oh, weird. I remember you from the poorhouse. Oh. And we were like, oh, we're going to go on a road trip together. Oh, and I also met you in the library. We were like, let's have a road oh, trip Oh, yeah, I was meeting. in a bad mood that day. Yeah. I was, I was and I was like, that guy sucks. Actually, I wasn't there, actually, for that. I, I, I don't know. It was some reason I wasn't there, but it, I couldn't make it. But I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't care. Just yeah, tell like, me what we're doing. Yeah, gym guy's anything like that Craig guy. It's a surly couple of dudes. I don't know if I want a road trip with them. Little did I know. Little I literally you know. had my panties in a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and he was wearing pink, shiny panties. I didn't know Should she we noticed. Stop? <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's. Uh, let, that just got deep. Um, <laughs> Those are a lot of lessons learned there. Yeah. We learned more than we ever. We've all learned learn. a lot today oh, yeah. about Craig. Yep. You're welcome, and happy <laughs> birthday to me. <laughs> uh, thanks, well, Dara. Yes, thank you, Dara. Um, happy to be here. Thanks for having me. If anybody Your wants pleasure. to say happy birthday to Craig or say any comments, they can at oldmenonthemountain at gmail dot com. Mm-hmm. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Just search Old Man on the Mountain. You can give us a rating. Give us a comment. If you so choose. Listen to the back the back issues. What's the the back recordings? The catalog. The, the catalog, the library. Um, archives. The archives. What does NPR call it? Uh, I don't know. Um NPR. streaming and podcasting. <laughs> slash Old Man on the Mountain Podcast. Yeah. You We're have a very with NPR. We're a it, community service of Jim's living room. Well, Dara does have a very NPR voice. I just wish she had a more NPR name. Yeah. Like Tess Viglund. I'm Ann Taylor. <laughs> Old Man on the Mountain is brought to you by PRI. <laughs> Public Radio. International. The John T. and Catherine T. <laughs> MacArthur Foundation. <laughs> Striving for a more verdant lifestyle. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We hey. are such nerds. Hey, I'm Larry Mantle here for Air Talk. <laughs> which way LA? We could do a whole other podcast know, yeah. about which host you would most like to be i want to be kai Rizdal. Um, oh yeah i think craig windham obviously <laughs> yeah works hello for me. <laughs> did i ever tell you in my in my old band our our final drummer before the band kind of changed was uh connor conan and his dad is neil conan from talk of the nation whoa isn't that pretty crazy yeah you just blew my mind a little bit 
And then we always heard it on the way home from band practice. It was always happened to be on, and it was always like, it's just always bizarre. Was like, Whoa, <laughs> wait, it's Connor's wait. dad. Like, that's really strange. don't tell me that he was part of Talk of the Nation. Oh yeah, you may have not heard the beginning of that. As Craig was like, wait, wait, don't tell me. That's funny. <laughs> oh. oh, oh, GML. All right, and I'll see. We have Twitter at Old Men Podcast. We have a Facebook page. It's pretty awesome, and uh, you should be a fan. And you should. Uh, Check out uh, what the Enchanted Royals blog. Oh, yes. Enchanted, yeah. yeah. Pimp your blog a little bit for yeah. a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so another Emerson graduate and friend of ours, Haley Thompson, and I have um, a small business, and we do sneakers and T-shirts and tote bags. But um, right now what we've been focusing on a lot is our blog, and it's a lot of fun, and you can check us out at enchantedroyals.blogspot.com. They make fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's fun stuff. Oh, and we have a new video that we did that's um, really fun and super fun fantasy, and Craig is heavily featured in it, and it's going to be amazing, and it's almost done. I'd oh, say, great. I'd say two, three weeks, so check it out. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. We'll, uh, we'll link to it. All right. Yay. Well, um, this is a fun episode. I'm glad we finally got you on, Derek. Yeah. Happy to have been able to come. A pleasure was had by all of us. Yes, I'm Pleasure. honored to be here on Craig's birthday, this most momentous of days. Mm-hmm. Come Certainly on, Certainly a momentous occasion. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. See you next week. Tell your friends. Come Yay. on, Trey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.